Whether you just moved to Las Vegas or you have friends who are relocating and looking for advice, starting anew here could be a little tricky. When does summer really begin? How do you walk your dog? How do I meet people? Well, today on CityCast Las Vegas, lead producer Sonia Cho Swanson and I welcome CityCast colleague Christine, who just moved to town. And we hand over the mic to her to ask, how do you start a life in Las Vegas? It's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Hey, Christine, welcome to Las Vegas. I'm so happy to be here. Hello. How long have you been in the city? One month this week, Ooh, actually. It's yeah. your one month anniversary. It's my one month anniversary. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what made you decide to move to Las Vegas? I love that question because I am originally from the Bay Area, San Francisco. And so many of my friends ask that question. What is making you move <laughs> to Las Vegas? I'm a big city gal. You give me a big city with really great restaurants, really great people from all over where tons of conversations can be had. You give me a place with a good cocktail. You give me a place where if I choose, saying I'm not going to, but stay up till four in the morning, if I choose to, I can. And then just also things to sightsee, things to do. If I want to go hiking with a dog, I can. And it's not too far away from friends. So Maybe I can just, you know, fly back, fly home. All right. Well, as a local now, here's your first uh, job that we're going to give you outside of your job that you already have. (laughs) You're hosting CityCast Las Vegas. So fire away. Sonia and I are ready to go. Okay. This is awesome. Um, I have one question that I need to ask people that I know so people don't look at me like, what is wrong with you? Is it pronounced? Oh, no. I know what's coming. (laughs) Go ahead. Nevada or Nevada? (laughs) Hmm. As it happens, we have a whole episode about this. And it goes on for like 20 minutes because there's a whole history that goes back apparently to the Bible. But (laughs) it's Nevada. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Nevada. Nevada. Okay. Yeah. 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 You'll you'll definitely win some street cred by saying Nevada and you'll definitely lose some street cred by saying Nevada. Yeah. I've I realize I think I've been saying Nevada, but I realized I was doing it wrong. So I was like, Okay, I need to learn this. So when I go out around people, they don't give me the look like, oh. Yeah, yeah where's the local quirk? Soon you'll start getting mad at people for saying it the other way, too. It, it's yeah. a natural part of the process. Exactly. Got it's it. all the stages of grief except for the word Nevada. And I know this This is an interesting question that a lot of people have. And I was lucky. I had a job mm-hmm. <laughs> with CityCast. So mm-hmm. I was able to just come on in and hang with my CityCast um, Las Vegas team. But Should you have a job lined up here before you move? Or do you feel like Vegas is a place where without a job plan, you can just hit the pavement and hit the job sites and become quite successful quickly? I would say it really depends on the industry. If you're in hospitality, food and beverage, you can hit the ground and just do that networking and, and find a job fairly quickly, at least what I've heard from friends. But other industries like, say, tech, that's a lot harder. Mm -hmm. What What have you heard, David? Yeah, I think it's probably the same. Although, you know, we have the quirk. We're a union town in a lot of ways when it comes to 
the casino industry mm-hmm. and all the tangential jobs. So if somebody wanted to get involved, there is really a process to get through. Otherwise, you know, we do have a lot of people here and there are a lot of um, needs to serve all those people. So, right. you know, while I think it might be a little apocryphal that like Las Vegas is the land of plenty where you just show up and they hand you a job, there are still a lot of jobs available if someone were to move here without one, though, you know, in these times, we're not as kind of cheap and easy to live in as we used sure. to be. So it might be better to maybe do a little advanced planning. Okay. Yeah. Good. good to know. Good to know. Coming from a place like San Francisco, where the city was abundant with public transportation options, is it possible to live in Las Vegas without a vehicle or is having one a necessity? Oh, Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to need a car. (laughs) (laughs) Although we had a guest on recently who is living life in Las Vegas without his own vehicle, but still does the Ubers and, you know, but tries to use public transportation as much as possible. It also lives in a place where you can walk a little bit more, bicycle a little bit more, that sort of thing. I guess if you were very close to a grocery store, you know, or very close to like a Walgreens or a convenience store or just the amenities that you needed, that would be fine. But even like a 10 minute walk when it is July, oof, oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Then you're going to really want that car. <laughs> different world. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a walkable town in a lot of ways. Um, right. The streets are kind of dangerous. But again, it depends on where you choose to live when you come to Las Vegas. And so did I hear you say that you chose the general downtown area? It chose me. But yes. Oh, Ooh, yes. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very close to Fremont Street. I'm very close to the Arts District. Walkable. Um, yeah. But... I guess I'm going to have to start thinking about getting a car now. So, Mm. Well, I mean, there is a public transportation option. You know, it is pretty good for what it does. It just doesn't do it all. But there's different parts of town that have, like, really cool trail systems. And there's trails everywhere. There's urban trails. There's Mm -hmm. uh, equestrian trails. Mm -hmm. There's bike trails. And the downtown trail segment is very, very different than the one that might be a little further out in what we call the suburbs. Right. And those are a little bit more master planned, a little bit more clean, convenient, easy, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Just a side note, my friend, when I came to visit to look at places, we drove out to Centennial Hills. And she Oof. says, if you move out here, I'm not coming to visit. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, oh, that's old school. That's an old school Vegas take. <laughs> that is. And now the probably most asked is... <laughs> What would you say to people preparing for the hotter months? The heat. The Uh heat. The scorching heat. You know, especially if we have pets, we have kids. I've heard people tell me to get vinyl on your windows uh, Mm -hmm. and your car, which I thought was illegal. At least it was in California. Not here. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You don't know who's creeping up next year. (laughs) Yeah, def. Okay, so the vinyl on your windows... Huge difference. As soon as I got that done on my car, I I felt an incredible difference. Also for cars, I mean, we've talked about this before, David, but I always look for the best parking spot, which is the shadiest parking spot. It's so worth it because when you get back to your car and your arm gets burned by that seatbelt buckle, you're just like, I'm done. I mean, Christine, the first time that chapstick gets picked up 
in July that was in the little cup in yes. your car oh yes. my or God. you have some coins in there oh no. god yeah. anything I mean yeah. in the old days it used to be a cassette tape or a CD a, it's but melted it's, it's gone it's gone it it's part of the earth now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. even been looking at cars with lighter interior because That's smart. why smart, would I get yeah. a car with black interior why would I do this to myself mm-hmm. yeah or even the lighter yeah. colored car also that too yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that feels very Las Vegas to me about the heat is just avoiding daytime hour activities that are outdoors, especially. I remember the first year, it was summer when my family moved out to Las Vegas. This was 20 something years ago now. We met our neighbor at the mailbox. My mom was trying to be friendly and introduce herself. And the neighbor is like, it's hot. I'll see you when it's cool out. And he just turned around and walked back inside the house. And then just disappeared into a puff of dust. Yeah. We were like, uh, okay, bye. But then literally like two months later, they were super nice and they would say hi to us and like linger and chat with us outside. But in July, they were like, no, no. Wow. You just have to time stuff. It's all about timing, like Sonia said. Also, water, 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 mm. water, water, water. Oh, God, and yes. Water. And especially if you have pets, um, yes. you always, wherever you go, just invest in the little portable water bowl for your doggo. Yes. Because wherever you go, uh, if you're out with your dog, people will gladly fill up that bowl for your dog. You just got to stay hydrated because that's the killer because you don't mm-hmm. know desert heat until you experience it. And sometimes it could be too late. And all of a sudden you're like, why am I getting a little dizzy? And you, right. could, you could do some serious damage to yourself yeah. uh, and put yourself in a real vulnerable position. So staying hydrated, staying in the shade, not staying out exposed for too long, planning your activities, doing timing. These are the ways we work away are around summer. See, um, this is great. That's great. Fun little hack for your dog. What I do for Harper, my my dog, when we're on like slightly longer drives or like a road trip or something, I will fill up one of those, you know, those hot water bottles that you kind of fill with hot water usually yes. to keep you keep you warm. I fill it with water and I freeze it. And so then Ooh. I put it, wrap it in a towel, put it in the back seat for Harper so she can lay on it if it's How getting too smart. hot because the car gets so hot, you know? Yes. So I, yeah. And they do start to, they start doing that pant. Um, mm-hmm. I can always tell when he needs water. So I'm that is smart. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Also, when it's getting super duper hot, there's a little respite that's just down the road up in Mount Charleston. Yes. And you bring your dog up there and they've got some great trails and it's always considerably cooler up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. That's on my list. Okay. So I'm aware that Nevada is a purple <laughs> state. <laughs> How do we go about broaching political discussions when you move from a more far left or a more far right leaning state? I've had some incidents and conversations that Hmm. didn't go so well. How how best would you let people know to get into those? Hmm. I would start by reminding people that Clark County, where Las Vegas is in the heart of, is a pretty bluish place. Mm. Um, So that's where you start. I would also say that most political conversations that I've heard in the wild in Las Vegas come from very, very far right folk, um, Mm. usually in little dive bars, usually super duper loud and uncomfortably. So I don't know that in the wilds of Las Vegas, people do talk about politics a whole lot. It's not, not kind of part of our culture. Yeah. On the Twitters, yes, but out on the streets, not not as much. 
Yeah, I agree, David. And I, I kind of wish there was a little bit more. I mean, as long as we could manage to keep it civil. But one thing I would say is that I do think the Las Vegas political spectrum isn't quite as clear cut as it might be in some places. Yeah, we, we do tend to like vote blue in general. But for example, I, I feel like I've met a lot more progressive folks who are also pro-gun rights. Maybe it's that yeah. Western streak we have. So, I mean, if, if you really did want to kind of approach those political discussions, I would just say don't assume that you know how someone's going to vote, you know, just because... I mean, I don't think that you would, Christine, but, you know, just because of the way they look or just because they're from Clark County or, you know, whatever people, people hold an interesting kind of array of political beliefs that don't always fall neatly into the left or right category. Right, right. It's Um, the mishmash of Las Vegas. I mean, we are the melting pot of the melting pot. There are a lot of different folks who come from a lot of different backgrounds here and they land here for all sorts of different reasons. And so obviously their political views would be different. I mean, generally speaking, we're a blue county pretty strong wise. But yeah, I, I think Sonia nailed it right on the head. That sounds good. I will tippy toe very carefully around some of those conversations. Of course, um, we love and... having those conversations on City Castle Las <laughs> oh, yeah. Vegas. Come on and yeah. have them with us. That's that's the fun part. Come, come have them with us. <laughs> exactly. So I am a single gal. And so I really am looking for some of the best social activities or group outings that don't include gambling or drinking. And I would love kind of your rapid fire suggestions on what Ooh. those may be. Hmm. Are we going to popcorn back and forth, Sonia? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to say local theater is a lot of fun. There's so many good little innovative oh. and sometimes interactive theater programs. You could go solo and that would be a total fun. Go. Uh, easy one, hiking. There are tons of hiking groups on Meetup and they can take you all over not only Clark County, but also they make forays into surrounding states like Utah and Arizona, too, which is really nice. Fun. Popcorn okay. David. Yeah. When I said that Las Vegas isn't really political in the wild, that doesn't mean that there aren't political activism groups around. And you could easily find one that aligns probably with your views. That's and a good idea. you could do some work with them. There's a lot of them. They do volunteer work or they do outreach and stuff like that. So that'd be a fun way to meet people who are like minded politically if that's what you're interested in. All right. Back to you, Sonia. Okay, I'm going to shout out the Las Vegas Astronomical Society. They have these nights huh. out where you can go out yes. and look at the stars. They bring out these like super high-tech telescopes. Oh, that's um, awesome. And they have experts on hand who will actually show you what you're looking at and what you're looking for. Oh, that's cool. Great. All right, my last one. There are a ton of interesting nonprofits that do volunteer work throughout the community. Mm. That's a fun one. If faith is your bag, we have all the religions. All the religions are, <laughs> all the religions. are available here. You and get a, lot a religion of them, and you get a religion. Yeah, you, everybody gets one. <laughs> and they're all available to the extent that, you know, they're pretty big and mm-hmm. you could find activities within them. They're pretty accessible and they're so welcoming because Las Vegas is so used to people coming here coming that here. they got it wired. They got yeah. it wired. Mm-hmm. So that would be uh, an easy uh, an easy route too. Okay, my last my last super quick one are the book clubs at the writer's block. They yes. have so many fun little themed book clubs, including one that's the bourbon book club, uh, where they pair a bourbon with a book every month. So oh, wow. check that out. That sounds up my alley. <laughs> and the cookbook and the cookbook oh gosh, book club too, which yes. we've also featured on the CityCast podcast. Yes, with Kim Foster, who is incredible. That's great. Great list. Thank you. And then I think probably We'd love to hear from you guys about any questions that new residents of Las Vegas should be asking that I haven't asked. What is a question, huh, that new residents should be asking? I got one. Okay. 
should I trust people at face value what they tell me in Las Vegas? Mm. And the answer is be cynical. Don't buy into everybody's bullshit. We are a town of hype. And yeah. even what we're telling you right now, I know. You might I want to go like, try what? to verify. Like, should I be trusting <laughs> this entire episode? <laughs> oh, no, you could trust us, but everyone else full of it. No, but Vegas has a lot of people who, you know, are, are into hyperbolic. So don't trust everything that you hear. You might want to verify some stuff. That's right, my, right. my word of warning to a new resident. Use mm. the Google a lot. Okay. <laughs> I guess the question that I would be asking is, how do you make friends for the long haul in Vegas? Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, we talk about our city being a transient city and to a degree, it's kind of true. There was a year when I had three incredibly close, wonderful, you know, girlfriends who like I would just hang out with and talk with. And within the space of six months, they all left town. And that was rough. That was really rough. So I would say invest in friendships, but invest in like many have at least a couple different friend groups, like maybe have your hiking crew and have your book club crew. And just know that the borders and dynamics of those friendship groups and those friend groups are going to change over time as people move in and out of town. I think that's great. As you know, being from San Francisco, which also is a very touristy town, mm-hmm. I, I made a bunch of friends at a bar. Shout out to Glen Park Station Bar. Aww. And, you know, one of the reasons I chose here is because when they visit, it'll be my family, my friends coming. So I think that's a really good suggestion for people is is have your have your hands in a lot of pots, meet a lot of different people. So I'm definitely going to be doing that over Yay. the next several, several months, just meeting and my work friends. Yes, yes, you've got us. <laughs> well, Christine, it has been an absolute delight to really meet you this way. I just want to thank you guys. I'm so excited to be part oh. of the Las Vegas family now. We're so, so excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Christine Johnson, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas. Thank you. And now let's get into some news. A monster layoff. Ugh, almost a thousand jobs will soon hit Desert Springs Hospital. Employees learned this week that the Flamingo Road facility will become a freestanding emergency care center. Inpatient services will be redirected to other healthcare operations. And starting on Tuesday, you may want to avoid Interstate 15 and Tropicana for a while. Crews will be reworking that interchange, and there will be closures and restrictions galore. Uh, the good news is officials have given the project a cutesy nickname, Dropicana, which totally makes the hassle so much more tolerable. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you know someone who just moved to Vegas, send them this episode and let us know what newcomer questions you have about living in Las Vegas or advice you got for recent residents. Send it all along on our socials at CityCast Vegas. Don't forget also to rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with our ever-interesting weekly news roundup. Talk soon, y'all. Did that give you time, Sonia, to come up with one? It did. Thank you. Because I was like, oh, shit. (laughs)